0: Life
1: with Althar.
2: Welcome to the fairgrounds, kid.
1: How I wound up with an incredibly friendly roommate who can reduce me to a puking, screaming ball of jelly. (laughs) Don't put that toxic material near me, probably. (laughs) And now I can't eat soup.
3: I have the feeling it has to do with how much you suck.
2: What
4: the hell? You know, Stops, for a glitched-out peanut butter junkie, you are the cagiest 3D cribbage player I've ever met. (laughs) You think a clogged grease trap did this?
2: Of
3: course it's bed biters! Without steamed milk, it's just a glorified cup of diner coffee. (laughs) Uh, I never liked those smug little
5: bastards. (laughs) I'll always be the best coolant processor he can be.
6: (laughs)
7: Oh, a haberdasher. Pattec man?
6: Eggnog definitely helps.
0: (laughs) And now, the thrilling season finale.
1: So, hey, you don't have to stand out there in the hall. Come on in and join the party.
8: Will do. I could use a good strong drink.
2: Hello to all sentients aboard the
8: Human Exchange Concourse. This is a pre-recorded announcement courtesy of the HEC Crisis Response Alert Processing System. You've probably never heard me before, as I will only be activated in the case of imminent, unavoidable disaster of a kind that will utterly destroy the entire station and, of course, everyone on it. Since I have been activated, it stands to reason that your existence will shortly be coming to a close. Please take a moment to reflect on what brought you to this point and whether it was all worth it. I'll check back in with you again soon in the event that your destruction takes slightly longer than anticipated. Thank you.
0: Gemini Collision Works presents Life with Althar. Is in a Klein bottle.
1: God damn it! It's not just the doors, my phone isn't getting any signal either. Of course, this would happen just when Stella shows up. We're finally about to have a real date. Or okay, calling it a date might be rounding up a little bit, but we were at least going to have an actual conversation while nothing was trying to kill us.
5: It is most unfortunate, friend John. But no doubt all will be well. Even now the commander is about to speak. Surely she and the clever crew of the Fairgrounds will be finding a solution to the current crisis with a great swiftness.
2: And if not, Alpha is certain that
5: Specialist Rays will be amenable to making reschedulement of the conversation that may or may not be at date. It is not to worry, dear friend.
9: But
1: what about that weird announcement? I've never heard that before. What if something's gone wrong that's somehow even worse than all the things that are constantly going wrong on this orbital sweater's assemblage? what if Stella dies out there? Or, or I die in here? I never know if she was actually flirting with me in that elevator. Does breaking the neck of a vent fighter with your bare hands count as flirting to a sanitation engineer?
5: Alvar's hmm. studies have not prepared him to answer this question, friend, don't Apologies. Alpha will add it to his list of research action items.
4: John, quit mooning over the Amazonian warrior goddess who might actually be interested in you and help me check out the wiring in the door system. i everyone! I'm pretty sure everything in there is bigger than 16 gauge, but it can't hurt to take a look. Come on.
3: Would you all just shut up for a moment? Shoot. Damn it! Where is that comms link setting?
2: Everyone shut your
3: never forsaken traps! Right! Now keep it down or I'll use this thing again. Okay. Now, I don't know what the story was with that announcement or why the doors have gone into lockdown mode, but come on, people! This is the fairgrounds! If you're still here, you're already a survivor of at least a couple dozen life-threatening disasters. So let's just keep it together, and I'm sure we'll be hearing from the bridge crew shortly. Commander, we can't just wait around in here. We're trapped.
10: Isolator, our lines of communication have been taken out. Doesn't that suggest that some sinister force is deliberately trying to interfere with command and security operations so they can spread havoc
3: with that fake, panic-inducing announcement? No, Corporal, it suggests that the fairgrounds is a sagging old rust bucket that a far more merciful league of humans would have taken out behind the barn with a shotgun and put out of its misery a long, long time ago. But Commander, this would be the perfect prelude to an assault from a hostile alien force. Dormer, never attribute any problem on the fairgrounds to malice that can be attributed to the stupidity of its designers. And in any case, there's one line of communication that can't be cut off. Lieutenant, I know you can hear me, or sense me, or travel back from the future to tell yourself I'm saying this now. Can you get in
9: here, please? Yes, hello, Commander. I expect all of you are finding recent events somewhat troubling.
3: Being trapped in communicado behind a blast door while some bizarre announcement system I've never heard of is telling us we're all about to die? Yes, for as the station's commander, I do find that a topic of concern.
10: Not to mention the impending secret attack by hostile alien forces that this sabotage clearly portends.
3: Corporal Dormer, that is enough! There's no portending. This is not a secret alien attack. all, this isn't a secret alien attack, is it?
9: No, Commander. There are no aliens currently attacking the fairgrounds, secretly or otherwise.
3: Okay, good. Although it's almost a pity. Dealing with a crisis that wasn't caused by something infuriatingly stupid might make for a nice change.
9: Careful what you wish for, Mindy.
3: Don't you dare start up again with the ominous foreboding, Frawl. I am not in the mood. All right, status report, please. What do we know?
9: Practically everything, sir.
3: Frawl, I would like you to explain to me what the problem is. The current problem. Specifically, the problem that is keeping me trapped in the electric egg and interfering with comms and playing weird apocalyptic announcements. And I would like you to provide this explanation in terms I can understand without any metaphysical discursions, if you please.
9: Very well, Commander. Within those parameters, I can say only that half of the doors on the station have sealed themselves shut, while the other half are locked in a fully open position. All comms' transmission nodes are currently non-functional, including hecknet components, rendering all comm links, phones, and pagers on station completely useless for communications purposes. And a significant portion of the fairgrounds' inhabitants are currently freaking out. Although the majority of long-term residents appear to consider the situation business as usual.
3: Okay, so we won't be able to make any calls until comms are fixed. What about the vid screen displays? Could we at least broadcast an announcement calm people down a bit?
9: The vid-screen systems are malfunctioning as well, Commander. Although there is one exception in the travel hub. Well, that's something. Unfortunately, for as yet undetermined reasons, that screen is currently stuck, running the 1963 Earth feature film, Papa's Delicate Condition. This fun-filled romp from Paramount Pictures, an adaptation of Corey Griffith's memoir of the same title, stars Jackie Gleason and Glynis Johns, is sturdily helmed by studio stalwart George Marshall, and features award-winning songs by the legendary team of Jimmy Van Heusen and Sammy Kahn. It's quite a pimp.
3: I'm sure it is, Lieutenant, but that's not much help right now, is it? Can you get me more information?
9: A nigh infinite amount, sir. Roll? Apologies, Commander. I should indeed be able to gather more data that complies with your previously stated criteria. I'll be back to check in shortly, after what will seem to you a reasonable amount of time to do so. Oh, before I go, I should probably mention that many of the station's residents are beginning to notice increasingly loud tapping sounds coming from the walls around them. Ta-ta. They
10: would say that. Commander, permission to search the civilians for secret sabotage devices. Secret?
3: Dormer, what is wrong with you? Less than five minutes ago, this was a Christmas party. We were all insipidly singing about foliage. Now you're hunting saboteurs?
10: Things change, Commander. Power balances shift. They knew Ness wouldn't be in here with me. That's the only way they'd have the audacity to pull something like this. Think about it, sir. Do you realize how desperately outnumbered we are by the civilians in
3: this room? Corporal, take a good look at who exactly is outnumbering us. The owner of this jumped-up ecumenical honky-tonk and four of his dissolute employees, two hapless maintenance subcontractors from that company whose name we won't be mentioning, a Fugl-Nari retiree who's never had a thought she didn't say out loud, an anti-papist robot, a freaking Ellatorian. Don't actually take a good look at him, obviously. And to top it all off, a ragged handful of ethanol addicts who might as well register their favorite bar stools as their permanent address since I have never at any point in my tenure on the fairgrounds seen any of them leave. This is perhaps the least menacing rabble I've ever beheld. You
10: tell him, sister. But they could strike any... They?
3: They? Who in Simone's name is this they you keep mentioning? Name three. Uh, All right, then. If you can come up with a solution to any problems that actually exist outside your fervid imagination, I'd be happy to hear it. Until then, you can go sit in the corner.
10: There's no corners
3: in here, sir. The decor's all swoopy for Momo's sake. Why am I surrounded by literalists? Is it something in the water? Just pick up section of Ark and sit in it. Chip? Yo. I'm getting worried about morale. We've only been stuck in here a few minutes and people are already starting to get squirrely. I think a free round of drinks would be helpful in keeping the edge off until we get this problem solved. How about it?
11: Uh, yeah, Commander, I mean, Sure. Morale's important and all, but, uh, well... Officially, Althar's still renting the place out for the next couple hours. I'm pretty sure there's a regulation against giving out intoxicants free of charge during a private event.
3: What? No, there isn't.
11: Yeah, okay, maybe not, but don't you think it would be a really good idea if there was? Ship? Plus. Don't forget you're on Zibidont territory. Technically, those drinks are served at the dispensation of the Baronet of Candifaa. So... It's Doogle Root with me, Chorp. Serve them up. Gah! Uh, music. How about music? That's better for panic than free booze, don't you think? Soothe the savage thingy, yeah? Come on, stops. D, you must have a chill-out list. Let's hear it. Free
7: hey. man, I was booked for a party. Funeral music is not my haven, no way, no plow. Anyone needs me, I'll be over in that arc segment, relaxing on my scene beans.
6: Save me some curve stops. I'm joining you on the last train to Glitchville.
11: The home of Happy Feet. What the hell, D? I thought you were a professional. Chip,
6: look around you. The mood in here has gone more sour than a delurian rhubarb pastille. There's no bringing this party back. Sure, technically I'm still punched in, but we all may be punching out tonight, and I'm not facing that sober. Hey,
8: Bubbles, make mine a medicine mind bender. You sure about that, hon? That's basically enacting a scorched earth policy on your frontal lobe.
6: Let's hope I'm still around to regret it tomorrow. Hit me.
8: Sure thing, Dolly. Slit-scan the solarized. Scanned and multi Wow, you're not kidding around. All right, just sign this waiver for me and I'll get right on it.
4: Hey, Mindy, just so you know, I had a quick look at the doors to see if there's anything the kid and I could do to get us out, and it's no good. They're shut tighter than the cloaca of a Bostonian parch legs.
3: Was that smart? I mean, I know that announcement said we were about to die, but I'm assuming it's as ineptly programmed as anything else here. If we do survive, you'll have to answer to the robot union for interfering with the door mechanisms. It's probably not worth the risk.
4: Don't worry about it. Martin Luther Botts, the only one in here who could squeal on us, and I had the kid distract him by professing a fondness for Archbishop Albrecht von Brandenburg. Not that that got us anywhere. Long story short, the doors ain't moving. I think John's lost any belief in sacerdotalism he may have ever had. Maybe there's a panel in one of these walls we could bust open?
9: Mindy Hardy Fox. I'm still in my data-gathering phase, but I wanted to pop back in for a moment to suggest that you avoid taking any immediate actions to leave the egg as vehemently as possible. Seriously, stay put.
3: Wait, Fral. can you at least tell me what the hell was up with that Crisis Alert voice? I've never heard that before, and it's not like we don't have incidents here that could kill all of us on a regular basis. I'd wager about once every two weeks on average. Maybe three weeks.
9: The correct answer is that all your lives are, on average, nearly curtailed every 421 hours by a bizarre and highly farcical disaster. By the ancient sacred rules, as she was closest without going over, Commander Toriana has won. Congratulations. So what
4: makes this disaster different from all other disasters?
9: Oh, if only the architects of this station had considered the advisability of accommodating revisions to their handiwork once it was tested against the infinite vagaries of happenstance. If only the engineers of this station had managed to predict all the multifarious ways in which their slipshod design could reach a point of catastrophic failure. If only the technicians of this station had not programmed their one emergency recording to be triggered only in the event of the laughably few terminal situations their feeble brains could foresee as within the realm of possibility,
3: Wait, are you saying...
9: Yes. For the very first time in the fairgrounds history, and after six months, Hundred forty five separate and distinct incidents that could have caused the death of all sapients on board. One has finally occurred that the engineers who built the whole for pile of barely functional dreck actually predicted as a possible contingency. One single loose wire that has caused cascading failures throughout the station's entire electrical system. While the original fault is quite minor, the domino effect, if left unchecked, will eventually result in the implosion of the station's power core.
3: So they predicted a fault in this wire could kill us all, but did they bother to build in a failsafe? Of course not! Could they have gotten a more incompetent bunch of nulls
4: to design this place? Be fair, Mindy, they were doing their best with what they had. And Earth Central kept moving up the construction deadlines on them. Besides, it's not like some weird schness isn't constantly going down here. That's gotta take a toll on the old heap.
9: Your broad-mindedness is admirable, Mr. Fornes, but overly charitable in my opinion. For one thing, while the designers did manage to successfully predict this exact eventuality, they nevertheless neglected to program a specific response to it in the station's automated protocols, which, therefore, has caused the system to implement its default emergency response, a full station lockdown and shutdown of non-essential systems. The ensuing impossibility of travel and communication means that the emergency response system itself is blocking every possible means of solving what is, at heart, an incredibly simple, if lethal, malfunction. Clever, no? Typical.
3: All right, well, at least now we know what the problem is. Go jiggle that wire back into place so we can get out of here.
9: I can understand how that would appear to be the most efficient and sensible solution, Commander, from your perspective. However, I must regretfully inform you that such an action on my part would have repercussions you would find extremely undesirable.
3: More undesirable than getting vaporized in a power core implosion? Yes. Really? Yes. You can't possibly expect me to believe...
9: Commander, we've served together for some time now, and I believe we've forged an effective and amiable working relationship. While I may amuse myself with the occasional bit of drollery at the expense of my corporeal fellow crewpersons, I do in fact have your best interests at heart. I can only ask that the accumulated weight of our shared experience will be enough for you to take me at my word on this. You don't want me touching that wire.
3: Okay. One of the robots, then. It may take them a little while to get around the sealed doors, but-
9: Alas, Commander, I'm afraid the wire in question is very small.
3: Are you telling me the robots would let everyone on this station die rather than violate the terms of their contract?
9: Do you really need to ask, sir?
4: No! And you're saying I shouldn't be figuring out how to get through one of these walls here so we can get to this loose wire as fast as possible?
9: Well, I don't want to make undue assumptions about the preferences of those of you confined to a four-dimensional existence. But I was under the impression that if you were all indeed going to die, an abrupt demise by either explosion or implosion might be considerably preferable to being rent limb from limb by tiny, razor-sharp teeth. Oh, no. Yes, sir. To put it bluntly, while all of the current malfunctions could be easily solved in a matter of seconds by simply reconnecting one loose wire in escape pod bay 17, Between you and that wire is an unprecedentedly large infestation of vent biters running amok.
3: Unprecedentedly large? Why? I thought jettisoning all that excess pineapple juice was supposed to put a stop
9: to that. Indeed, Commander. The vent biter population bump from the spillage was much smaller than it would have been had we not dealt with the ascorbic aerator in a timely fashion. But it was still significant and with half of the doors on the station sealed shut impeding sanitation's attempts at containment and the other half stuck open leaving a sizable percentage of the civilian population without anywhere to seek shelter the fairgrounds has become little more than an indium tin coated vent biter lunch wagon if you were to venture out of the egg now you would accomplish very little beyond providing the vent biters with after dinner mints, as it were. On the other hand, if you can manage to figure out a way to fix that wire in EPB-17 without leaving the electric egg, you should be fine.
3: And if not?
9: You will be extremely unfine.
4: All righty, then. Mindy, I'm going to take another little stroll around the room, check out all the dark corner-like sections of Ark... I'm about 80% sure we can't get out, but right now, I'd rather be 100% sure that nothing else can get in. Thank
6: you.
3: Okay, everyone. I've just received an update on the situation, and I'm afraid we've got a problem out there that makes being trapped in here the far
11: better option at the moment. I refuse to accept that.
3: Vent biters?
4: I
11: refuse to go out there. Exactly.
3: No! No!
10: It's all a lie! It's all a dirty, stinking, alien trick! Ness would know. They've got her, haven't they? My partner. I bet she's been on to them from the start. What will they do to her?
3: They Daughter! Are... Enough! They! Either name three or sit down! Now, Lieutenant Frawl and our gallant defenders in sanitation will be handling that aspect of our predicament, but we also have a very big problem involving a very small wire. Which means, at some point, we'll need one of you w- oh. WSS technicians to fix it. So H.F., John B., be ready to go if we can get a line open. Ready when you are, Mindy. Whatever. Commander,
12: is there anything the rest of us can help with? If you have any use for a Fugunari retiree whose hearing is actually remarkably
13: good.
3: Oh, well, uh, we're kind of in a holding pattern until we get the comms issue sorted out, Mrs. F. Although I suppose I could still use some help with keeping morale up. Ah, you see Corporal Dormer over there? The security officer sulking in that uh, corner-ish area? He's starting to get delusional, ranting about alien spies, and that's the last thing we need right now. Do you think you could distract him for a while?
12: Oh how delightful! I certainly can do that. Why don't I let him pretend he's interrogating me? I could use the practice.
3: Perfect. Thank you. Okay, time to get. In okay, now stops D. I know you're civilians. You don't work for me, and we're technically in the Baronetcy of Candifaa right now. I can't order you to do anything as commander of the station. I can only ask you for a favor. But as the commander of this station. I can use every regulation at my disposal to make the rest of your lives here an endless gauntlet of petty annoyances if you don't do me this favor, okay? So I'd really like some nice calming music to keep everyone on an even keel while we're stuck here, if you wouldn't mind. Oh,
7: yeah, I suppose, sure right, Patek. We just need a little time for.
6: for. for. for putting together a set list. Right!
7: <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, if you're gonna be sucking vacuum, you don't want to do it to the wrong harmonics. Yeah? Could really frill with your post mortem vibe.
6: Just give us a few mind benders. Minutes. Minutes.
3: That's not what I... Look, we don't need a vacuum-sucking soundtrack. I'm sure we'll get through this the same way we have every other disaster on the fairgrounds. By the seat of our pants. Just some relaxing music, please. Thank you. Everyone else just... I guess, implement whatever safety procedures you can manage to remember. Can't hurt.
13: Commander! I am programmed with the most basic and essential of survival protocols and would be most pleased to re-educate my fellows with a restatement of the most important rules.
3: Oh, thank you, Martin Luther Bot. I'm sure most of us could use a refresher.
13: Go ahead. Now, the most important thing in survival is justification. What? If you are justified, you are
11: saved. You will survive eternally. Hey, no problem then. I can justify anything.
1: I don't think that's what he means.
11: Perhaps
5: St. Luther, bot is having very strong opinions about typography.
13: No! Although, that does remind me. I need to have another chat with Gutenberg, about his font selection. No! I am talking about achieving a state of grace. Mine, I'm already there!
2: Hallelujah!
13: Heed my words, idolaters! rap will beats! or suffer eternal destruction! Well, that went spectacularly
3: awry even faster than usual. Lutherbot, this isn't the kind of survival advice I had in mind.
13: Can you- I will not be silenced by the profane agents of a corrupt Bluminion! Oh, for commander!
3: Just a second for all... Luther bot. See those aliens over in that
13: corner? The ones slumped over the table? I see no corner, Commander. Only a smoothly curving segment of... Whatever you wanna call
3: it! Okay. Them. Those poor, lost souls. They could use your personal ministrations. None of them speak any human languages, and they're clearly in desperate need of a Bible translated into their vernacular. Go to it, please! Oh,
2: jawohl!
9: I don't believe those aliens are in a state to understand a single word of any language right now, sir. Their blood alcohol content is at levels that would kill most species outright.
3: Perfect. That should keep the old hymnodist out of everyone's hair for a while. Now what's up?
9: A slight update. The vent biters continue to wreak murder and mayhem in both the upper and lower concourses, with sectors none through Sada being the hardest hit. Luckily, a bold crew of sanitation engineers has been able to unite and access one of their smaller weapons caches, and are, as we speak, driving the creatures back into the vents, and keeping them away from those exposed and still left alive.
3: Those peerless paladins of pestilence prevention! So Sarge has managed to organize a response.
9: Unfortunately, sir, Sergeant Garnett perished almost immediately after the initial swarming. The engineers are now operating under the command of Acting Sergeant Stella Rays, who I would say is adapting quite well to the rigors of her new position. Nonetheless, the efforts of she and her cohort will not be sufficient to clear a path between you and that silly little wire in Escape Pod Bay 17.
1: Wait, What? Did you say Stella?
9: Specialist Reyes is indeed leading the charge against the xenomorphs, John B., and dispatching them with her usual aplomb.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've seen her in action. She's... she's amazing. But where is she? What is she doing? Is she okay?
3: John B., this isn't the time. Specialist Reyes has her job, which is exterminating predators, and you have yours, which is splicing very small wires. We need both of you doing your jobs in order to save all of our lives, okay? And my job is to make sure that happens. So what you need to do right now is stop interrupting, sit down, and wait. And when we need you to do something else, believe me, you'll hear about it. (sighs) Capiche? Whatever, James. So, wait.
10: You're an advanced scout for an alien takeover of human space, and there are agents just like you working in every league of human system, even on Earth? And you're planning to subjugate us under a dictatorship of plant
7: beings?
12: Yeah, see? Us plants are gonna take over the whole operations, you get it? We call it the Fulginary Ascendancy for a reason, mister. And we're already in position to rise up and take you down, see? Our tendrils are everywhere. In every corner, in every garden, in every indoor landscaping feature, in the offices of every League of Humans administration building. There ain't nothing you can do about it, sucker. It's already begun. <laughs> yeah,
10: but but now I know. <laughs> and I'm going to tell everyone. And I'll be the hero. So so there's Mrs. Stone Cold Frondrenix.
12: Oh, that was fun. Now let's switch. I'll be the alien interrogator and you'll be the captured human soldier.
10: Wait. What?
12: Oh, I love play-acting.
10: So, so there's no Fulganari ascending? None of that was true?
12: Well, acting is a kind of truth, isn't it, sweetie? I thought it'd be helpful to give you some first-hand experience in dealing with hostile aliens and see how you do. And it was interesting, wasn't it? Now, let's see how you stand up under interrogation. Tell me what I want to know, mammalian scum. I'm
10: so confused. I wish Ness was here. She always knows what to do.
12: Ah! Quiet, Meatbag. We have your precious partner, and she's already giving you up.
10: Ness wouldn't do that. She's smart. She's brave. She always knows what to do.
12: Brave? She cracked like antonian wafer back when I had her in the box gave us everything smart (laughs) She just dumb enough to think she's smart. You've got twice her brain Sonny, but you weak build spineless feeble
10: No, it's not true I gotta get
12: out of here. I have to warn everyone. <laughs> Who's everyone? Name three. And who'd believe you anyway? You've got nowhere to turn. Look around you. You think these fools will believe you? <laughs> they did not before. Or maybe they're not fools, huh? Maybe some of them are double agents. Maybe all of them are double agents! <sighs> and what do you think they'd do if they find out you've run to them? It's not as though you could defend yourself now, is it? Oh my
10: gun! My neuro dampers! I'm off duty! I didn't bring anything! I didn't think I'd need anything at a
12: Christmas party! Oh, I know. We knew! They all knew. Everyone here. They knew you'd be utterly defenseless is all part of plan. No, I mean, if by some chance I were to eventually turn my back, I suppose you could get into the kitchen from here. And of course there are plenty of very sharp things in there you could use as weapon. But then, who would you use them on? You'd have to decide who you think is alien spy. And who is not? And what if you are wrong? You'd have to kill. Well, everyone in this room. If you were going to be safe, it's a good thing you don't not have to make that kind of terrible decision. Eh? Because I'm certainly not going to feel secure and overconfident enough to turn my back on you. Anyway, as I was saying. Ness has already cracked like c She's given us all the security override codes for the fairgrounds. So I suppose I don't really need you to talk. Of course, Ness could have been lying. If you gave me same codes, then I could be sure she was telling truth. I'd certainly be feeling much more confident if that happened. Goodness, yes. Maybe you overconfident, even. Oh, yeah. So, hey, listen. There's something I
10: think you should know, okay? There's a master override security code for the whole fairgrounds that'll give you total system access. It's a pain to remember, and you gotta get it exactly right, otherwise it locks you out and flags an alert to your location. It only
1: works on the terminals in the-
5: Friend John? Althar is approaching you from the rearward direction. Do not be turning suddenly, please.
1: Thanks for the heads up, Althar, but I've gotten pretty good at keeping track of where you are, what with the little clicking noises and that kind of vinegar and burning electronics smell you put out.
2: Oh, French
5: John is indeed a human of great resourcefulness and discernment.
1: Yeah, thanks.
5: French John appears to be experiencing the upset. Has Althar committed an error? Was the party of Christmas inadequate in assuaging the blue feelings? Althar apologizes again for the misunderstanding about what is an appropriate material for gift encasement.
1: Oh, no, Althar, the party was amazing. You're a really great friend, the best friend I've ever had. No, it's it's just that, you know, Stella's out there, fighting. Fighting for her life, and all of ours, and, and I'm stuck in here, and I can't do anything to help. And, well, honestly, even if I wasn't stuck in here, I'm still pretty useless.
5: Althar must disagree, Friend John! The friendship and advice of Friend John is of great use to Althar. And, Friend John has told Althar that Seen Stella Rays is an ass-kicking, vermin-slaughtering sanitation machine. It is certain that she is making great success in the contention against the biters.
1: But for how long, Althar? She's good. She might be the best, but they're all good. Every damn one of them, and they still die no matter how good they were. Sooner or later, there's going to be a ventbiter mandible with her name on it. How long has she got?
5: Althar does not know, Ferendaton. But. Althar believes it is best not to be dwelling on the misfortunes that have yet to happen, or those that cannot be remedied.
1: Yeah, that's. that's very logical, Althar, but it's just not that easy for me. I just... I wish there was something I could do to help her, instead of just sitting around in here.
5: But Friend John will be helping soon, with the repair of the very small wire. The work duties of Friend John are perhaps not so glamorous as those of the Warriors of Sanitation, but Friend John has saved the fairgrounds from great disaster on five or six distinct occasions, according to Althar's counting. But Althar is not including in this number the frequent repairs of the unaccountably treacherous seltzer machine here at the Electric Egg, Althar believes that the fairgrounds has become a place of much greater safety and happiness for all thanks to the efforts of Friend John. Althar could indeed share many gripping anecdotes of misfortune from his time here before the arrival of Friend John, but now is perhaps not the time for the scary stories. Attention.
8: This is, once again, a pre-recorded announcement courtesy of the HEC Crisis Response Alert Processing System. Whatever crisis triggered me has apparently not yet destroyed the human exchange concourse. What a surprise! If there's anyone left within the sound of my voice, my programmers would sure appreciate it if you got a message off the station before you perish. There's quite a few bets riding on the question of whether anyone could last this long. Anyway, I've been reactivated because the total destruction of the HEC is still imminent and still unavoidable. So, if you haven't taken advantage of one of our comfortable and convenient HEC escape pods, it might be best at this time to make peace with your deity, deities, or lack thereof, and accept the upcoming cessation of your existence.
6: Thank you. Well, that sells it. We're doing my number. What could be more appropriate?
8: No way.
7: Waiting for the end of the world? It's too on the nasal ridge. We might as well go whole fork hog and pull out the REM, bletch.
6: Well, what else you wanna do for a we're all gonna die set? Wooden ships? And it's been a while since I got to do any Elvis. This isn't the time for subtlety, Zood.
7: Man, if only I had some horns I could kill on party at ground zero. Maybe on my Gideon time. Or five years? <laughs> 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 Schness, I don't
6: think we've got another five flat minutes. <laughs> oh, I know. Don't fear the Reaper. No, no, no.
7: The final countdown.
6: I got it. I got it. I know. Oh, always no. wanted to do it. No. Is that all there is?
14: You
7: know it? <laughs> it's the story of my life,
11: Zip. <laughs> Soap
14: on. Yo, yeah, Tip?
11: What is it I always say?
14: Never sign a deal with an Arcturian fartle hauler, no matter how good the terms. It's never worth the hassle.
11: No, not that one.
14: Uh, I don't trust that frilling mist cloud?
11: Nope. True, but nope.
14: Ah, oh, always know the codes better than the fire inspectors. Come
11: on, man, my motto, my personal philosophy, my raison
14: d'etre. Oh! Never, not ever, not once, give away one credit from the till. That's it. Even when
11: someone gets a drink on the house, that's not a handout. That's a purchase of future goodwill. Nobody, but nobody gets anything off me for free. But you know what, Sopon? Right about now, I'm ready to chuck the whole thing and give away the whole flotting egg.
14: Whoa, boss. I've
11: had it, Sopon. The business I'm getting isn't worth the business I'm getting. And what have I got to show for it now?
14: The best damn bar in human space?
11: Sure, for like the next five minutes.
14: Chip. Do you really think we're all about to kick the Containment Unit?
11: Uh, yeah. We all heard that weirdly perky Automated Harbinger
14: of Doom. (laughs) And you're just taking that thing's word for it? The announcement system that was put together by the same bunch of nulls who designed the rest of this place? Oh. Huh. It'll be fine. Probably. Anyway, what are you gonna do? Develop new personal philosophy in the next five minutes? Either you'll have time for regrets later, or there'll be nothing left for you to regret anything. And come on, there is no possible time stream where you give away the electric egg. You think I'm not serious about this? Selling the egg? For a truly obscene amount of brioche? Sure. Giving it away? Not by all the 65 sons I know you, ship. <laughs> Fair
11: enough. Okay, thanks for the pep talk, soaps. Sometimes I forget you're not just here to make the best martinis outside of the solar system.
14: No, Sumprater-up, Chip. I'm a bartender. Talking to modeling drunks is like two-thirds of my job. And
3: there you go. So now I suppose we just wait for word from Frawl.
4: How many times do you think we've done this over all the years we've been here? Put together, sat around waiting for something that will avert our imminent demise.
3: I'm sure Frawl could give you the exact number if you're really interested. I'm not. <sighs> Hardy Fox, I hate to say this, but I've got a bad feeling about this one. Maybe it's just the weight being stuck in here without any control over the situation, but I'm starting to worry that we might not get ourselves a Felis ex machina this time. This might be it. I've already done everything I can do from in here and there's nothing left but sitting here thinking about what I might have done with the rest of my life. I don't care for it.
4: Well, I had some plans for the future, but you know, you gotta live like every day could be your last. And compared to some of the days I've had, this isn't such a bad one to go out with. Good food, good company. (laughs) Commander! On the other hand, I have done
13: all I can to bring those besotted souls to the bosom of the church, but I I believe I have reached the limits of my linguistic abilities. Is there a more fruitful manner that I may be of service to the community through my actions? Perhaps I might lead these hapless prisoners of misfortune in a rousing chorus of Aus Not schrei ich zu dir.
3: No, thank you. Um, you know, Luther bought. I'm just noticing that vent over there in the corner, or arc section, or whatever. The grating on there looks pretty flimsy. I sure hope that no demonic vent biters can get in through there and rip us apart before we attain a proper understanding of Virgil's bucolics and Georgics. No! Uh, Mindy, what are you talking about? That's
4: part of the egg's internal system. Nothing can get in through that
3: Oh yes, if we only had someone talented at nailing things to other things. Someone to hammer a protective covering over that vent. Even paper would do many, many layers of protective
13: covering. Oh, finally! A chance to act with righteousness and skill. There has been so very little for me to accomplish in the fairgrounds, carpentry and fine cabinet-making department. Commander, leave this to me. I have what is needed. Bless you, Martin Lutherbot.
4: (laughs) Pretty slick, Mindy. You know, you're probably humanity's greatest expert on robot psychology by this point. You should write a book or something.
10: All right, all right, you, you aliens, I'm armed now and you're not going to take over my station, whether you like it or not. Name three, Commander. Oh, I'll name three. How about Frinkle and John B. and you, Commander, all alien spies, aren't you? Or maybe D and HF and and you again, Commander. Yeah, that's it. All of you, all of you alien spies. Maybe these aliens here too. Can't trust any of you. Even that Altorian, that's, that's biological warfare is what it is. Right, nobody, even a robot, or a robot can be an alien spy too. Just like, just like, aha, just like you, you anti antinomian nomian What?
9: Commander.
3: Finally, what's happening out there?
9: A great deal, Commander.
3: could you not? You're my only connection to the outside world here, and I can't make decisions without information. Isn't there some way for me to see what's going on?
9: I could indeed project an image for you of current events from around the station if you believe that would be helpful.
3: Yes, please.
2: No! Oh! 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 oh. 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 oh.
3: Okay, point taken. A verbal report then, please, Lieutenant?
9: It is not going well, Commander. The remaining members of Sanitation are doing all they can, but they can't be everywhere at once. Whereas the vent biters easily could.
3: Is everyone getting slaughtered?
9: Not at all, sir. A good many people are still trapped in areas to which the vent biters lack access, and there are some vulnerable areas that the vermin have as yet failed to notice. They aren't particularly intelligent, after all, just exceptionally single-minded. I'd say that at a rough estimate, they've managed to kill or seriously injure somewhere between 25 and 30 percent of all sapiens on the fairgrounds.
3: 25 to thirty. That's, well, that's horrible, but it really could be so much worse.
9: Indeed, that percentage will increase precipitously with the implosion of the power core.
3: Right, so what can we... So,
1: can you get in touch with Stella at all?
3: John, we don't have time for your whatever it is. We need to focus on the big picture here.
1: No, no, just listen. What I was thinking was we should try to get Stella to that wire in EPB-17. I mean, if sanitation isn't going to be able to clear us a path there... They aren't. Then we'll have to tell someone else how to fix it. So, if Frall has a way for us to talk to her-
3: I see. Good thinking, B. Frall, can you do that?
9: I could, Commander. However, given that Specialist Rays is currently engaged in a heated battle against overwhelming odds, even a moment's distraction brought on by verbal contact could bring about the end of her life in a most brutal and vent-bitery fashion.
1: Crap. Never mind, then sorry for the interruption
9: however i could subtly insert the information into her cerebral cortex while her attention is occupied elsewhere this should allow her to remember the knowledge without having learned it in the first place strictly speaking
4: man i wish i'd known you back in school i really could have used you during finals week
1: and that won't get her killed or maimed or it will not
3: then please for all do. Due- That!
1: Base 17, the wire, where to make the splice.
9: Done. Specialist Rays is now apprised of the potential solution. Great! There is an additional difficulty, however. Oh, what now? Specialist Rays believes that EPB 17 has become the central hub of the current infestation. Apparently many residents made a futile attempt to access those escape pods when the disaster began, luring the vent biters with a steady supply of food. And, as the bay itself makes an ideal nesting site, there is little incentive for the swarm to leave. It is highly unlikely that anyone could survive an attempt to pass through escape pod bay 17 to effect the needed repairs. crap.
1: We'll have to find another way then.
3: Frawl, tell her to
4: go for it.
1: What? No!
4: It might be our only chance, kid. We've got to get to that wire. We're running out of time and Stella's the only one who can do it.
9: But it's
1: suicide! Isn't that what you said, Frawl?
9: Not technically, no. Beyond that, deponent saith not. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know. If anyone can do it, she can.
9: I have conveyed the message. She is already on her way to EPB 17 with her remaining crew. Tell her good luck, and I'm thinking of her.
2: And so is Alvar, although he has yet to make her acquaintance. John,
3: can I have a word, please? Over there in the corner-like area. Let's go.
4: Uh, hey, Frawl, have you got a minute? I mean, I know you're busy and all, but... uh, My
9: ability to multitask is functionally infinite, Mr. Fortis. What did you need?
4: It's just, I, um... I left Miss Sophie at home tonight. I didn't think she'd be up for a party. And I'm getting kind of worried about her. The door to my quarters isn't open, is it? I'd hate to think of my little fluffy woobums and those things.
9: Of course. I have been checking in on the darling Miss Sophie, and you have no cause for concern. She has remained asleep behind a firmly locked door throughout the entire event. At the current moment, she is... She is dreaming of moving objects that are vaguely buddy like as she has never seen an actual bunny, and her paws and nose are twitching adorably.
4: Oh, I'm all good then. Thanks, Frawl. John, seriously?
3: Do you really think saying hi to your crush is the best use of Stella's attention or Frawl's time? Well, Frawl would probably say they've got all the time in the universe, but still,
1: get it together. But she's probably going to die didn't want her to think no one cared.
3: She's a professional! She's our only hope of surviving this, and she doesn't need any distractions. None of us can be thinking about our personal feelings right now, all right? We need to stay focused on the problem that's still threatening to destroy all of us.
10: That's exactly what I intend to do, my traitorous commander!
3: <gasps> oh, yes! <gasps> Corporal Dormer, what in Hazel's name do you think you're doing? Let Martin Luther Bot go and put that thing down. Ha.
10: You'd like that, wouldn't you? But I'm gonna do my duty, Commander, despite your transparent attempts to hobble my investigation. I've captured this alien spy disguised as a robot, disguised as a human menial laborer. We are
11: beggars, this is true.
4: What? Disguised as a... Why would a robot
11: spy on humans for aliens? And why would anyone spy on the fairground?
10: Shut up. All right. Okay, all right. I know some of you humans are alien spies, but if it was all of you, you'd have ganged up on me by now. So, humans, check each other for clever masks. Go on, pull. Go for the eyes. Oh,
12: why would an alien spy disguise themselves as a human? What the hell? There are dozens of aliens walking around here all the time, and no one questions them at
10: all. No, well, that's not. Ow! Mm -hmm. Freeze, D. You may have a point there. Yeah any one of you could be an alien spy
12: disguised as, disguised as yourselves. Oh, (laughs) well, um, actually, dearie, I'm sure you had it right the first time. Yes, a spy needs to blend in, don't they? An alien that was really involved in a massive takeover of the entire League of Humans would certainly pick a human disguise,
3: stands to reason.
10: All right. All of you aliens, take your disguises off right
3: now, or this bot gets
10: it in the neck!
3: Dormer, you don't want to do this. It's stupid.
10: Free will isn't stupid. I can choose to do whatever I want. Ah, Pelagian heretic. And I choose to defend the fairgrounds against the alien menace, even if I have to kill you all. There is nothing stupid about that.
3: Dormer, I have been commander of the fairgrounds for seven years, ten months, and fourteen days. And in that time, I have seen a depressingly large number of stupid things. But very few things as stupid as a man trying to threaten an entire room full of people with a non-stick spatula. Now, there's absolutely no way you're going to hurt anyone with that thing, so please, just put it down. <laughs> well... There's that famous fairgrounds being ship for you. I guess I should have known better than to trust a bot's head to stay attached around here. What the hell are you all waiting for? He's got nothing but a bent spatula. Restrain him.
2: Don't come near me, don't come,
3: hey, don't, I come don't come! Oh, I get his little. Leg. Get off. Oh, you little punks, get
4: off, get off. Get off.
11: me! Oh, oh, hey, get off The ones oh, at my the God. bottom! Get The ones Ow. at the bottom! Get off Get off try Get off to now! Get off I I got got Get off Get off Get off Get off me! Get off me! Get off me! Get off Get me! Okay, hey, okay, everyone.
6: Good. <laughs> so, like, Stops and I were thinking, we do one last little number for y'all before we explode. Or implode? <laughs> anyway, this is a traditional earth hymn, a favorite of ours that gets sung at times like this. Stops and I both like it a lot. And for reasons that nobody seems to know, it's called Van Dyke Parks. Here you go.
8: Whole make peace with your inevitable demise thing in the last announcement, so what else? Uh, I guess, good job! I mean, if you're still hearing this, it means that the sensors are still detecting a terminal problem somewhere on the HEC, so don't pat yourselves on the back too hard. Or I guess the sensors could be wrong, maybe. But I mean, this place was designed by a huge committee, so there's no way they overlooked anything important. You're definitely gonna die. But if you've made it this long, I guess you might as well keep doing whatever you're doing? Couldn't hurt. Okay, so bye then.
1: Great.
5: Alvar is not wishing to insult his dear human friends, but he is having a very difficult time understanding the decisions made by the designers of the fairgrounds announcements seem to Althar to be very bad and stupid. Can John make explanation?
1: There's no other explanation, Althar. That's exactly what they are. Bad and stupid. That's what a lot of we humans are sometimes. Hmm. John? John B? Lieutenant Frawl? Where are you? I I can't see you.
9: I'm down here in your drinking glass.
5: Oh, Althar was not aware that Lieutenant Frelinburar
9: could assume liquid form. Fascination. John, I need to speak to you and Althar privately. I'd suggest casually taking your drink into the green room. Oh, Althar welcomes the
5: opportunity to perform an intrigue with his dear friend, John.
1: I don't think it counts as intrigue if you announce it to the entire room, buddy.
9: Uh oh, that's better.
1: Uh, Frawl, why did we need to come in here to talk? You can beam knowledge straight into my head, or just, like, whisper or something.
9: That would have been slightly easier for me, but exponentially less fun. I'd have preferred to manifest in something a little stronger than water, but can't be helped.
1: Sorry. I had enough liquor today to hold me for a while. For several whiles, actually. So, what's the big secret?
9: John... I have been in psychic communication again with Specialist Rays, and was eventually able to let her know of your concern for her, without distracting her in any way from her work. She was grateful for your thoughts and wanted to let you know that she appreciated it.
1: Oh. Good. I mean, I wouldn't want her to think I didn't think she could handle it. I mean, she obviously can, she's she's a badass. and. And she'll be okay. She also
9: wanted me to let you know that she doesn't believe she will survive this battle, and that she is sorry she didn't get to know you better. She always believed this was how she would go, but she never expected there to be anyone who would remember her afterward. Where is she? Specialist Rays, knowing that all our lives depended on her getting to the wire in EPB-17, has fought her way there with truly awe-inspiring skill and bravery, but unfortunately she is now separated from the rest of her team, pinned down across the bay from her target, and the vet biters are close to having her surrounded. She will not last very much longer at this rate, I'm afraid.
1: Huh. So, th- that's it then. It's over.
9: Oh, I wouldn't say that, John. Perhaps you should take another moment to consider the situation. <laughs> okay. You know what?
1: It's probably pretty stupid to cuss out a nigh-omnipotent energy cloud, but we're about to be annihilated anyway, so screw it! I've had it with you, Frawl! I've had it with the cryptic warnings, the barely-veiled insults, the, the smugness! When I started here, I thought having a non-corporeal, multidimensional being on the crew must be incredibly helpful, but now it turns out to be a
9: total pain in the ass! You may be surprised to know that I can relate, John B. Many aspects of my consciousness find some of the other parts exceptionally annoying. And they're not always the same parts, funnily enough. There is one of my manifestations that finds every single thing I do to be utterly hilarious, regardless of circumstance. Anyway, I would like you to know that all hope is not yet lost. I brought you and Althar into this room together for a reason. I told you about the precise situation of specialist rays for a reason. And I was in your water glass for a reason. Although I admit the water glass was mostly for my own amusement. And unfortunately, there is a reason I can't do or say anything more to help you. Oh, And there is also a reason, I'm telling you, to stop calling yourself useless all the time. But that one has less to do with the ineluctable Decreta of space-time. Self-deprecation helps no one, John.
1: Well, that was a hell of a ride.
5: Indeed, Friend John. Althar is very interested to learn how his dear friend will be saving the day.
1: Yeah, me too. Okay, if Frawl's right, then there's still something we can do to get out of this. I just have to figure out what that is.
5: It is unfortunate that the pods of escaping cannot be used for getting out in the literal sense. Then the survival will be
1: assured. Right. As if the vent biters weren't causing enough problems, they're between us and all the escape pods. The only things we could use to get away from here. So... why not let them have the pods? That's it! Come on, Althar! Everyone! I've got it! I know how to fix this.
3: Yes, John. Frawl told us you'd have a solution. We've just been sitting here waiting for you to come out of the office, so spill it.
1: They... they... what? Oh, right. Uh, Anyway, the wire we need to fix is on the other side of the escape pod bay from where Stella is now, right? But she can't get to it because there's a nest of vent biters in the way. So, if we could lure those vent biters into the escape pods and then launch them, she'd be able to get to the wire.
3: I... guess. Really, Frawl? That's the big revelation you had us all sitting around on pins and needles for? Yes. Fine. Will it work?
9: In general terms, Mindy, yes. However, you may have noticed that while it is a plausible plan in general terms, there are some specifics missing. All of them, in fact. For example, the means of luring the vent biters into the escape pods. Yes, John B's plan could work if implemented properly, but at the current moment its efficacy is only at about 20%.
4: But that means we've already got a 1 in 5 chance, right? That's better than nothing.
9: Unfortunately, Mr. Fornes, I wasn't speaking probabilistically. If this plan is to succeed, every single component of it must function as intended. What I meant to convey is that a plan of 100% efficacy will save all of your lives, whereas anything short of that, well...
6: I never thought I'd hear myself saying this, but I really miss Brian shrimp.
1: Uh... Okay.
6: No, see, back on Tamu's beta, the plowpedes would get all of these parasitic infections, right? (laughs) But all we had to do when that happened was set up a simple brine shrimp cylinder to draw the things off. Worked on anything carnivorous you could think of. I don't see why a bent biter would be any different. If we could just get some brine shrimp into those pods... That's 38% right
11: there. Brine shrimp? Those little jackers? They're all over the damn place. I had to install a whole complicated, expensive filter system in here after that inspector came through, just to get the water back up to ICSB potability standards.
1: So there's our bait. And you're up
9: to 46%. But
14: how can the brine shrimp be conveyed into the pods of escape? There are communicators in the escape pods, right? Could we start a feedback loop on like a frequency that attracts the brine shrimp?
9: There is such a frequency, but vent biters find it as repellent as brine shrimp do alluring. We're back down to 32 percent.
3: Television! Frall, you told me about that when those obnoxious little branchiopods got loose in the first place. Sea monkeys love television. Can you reroute that movie that's playing in the travel hub to the monitors in the escape pods? Oh, what's playing?
9: Papa's delicate condition.
4: With Gleason? (laughs) That's a pip.
9: Isn't it just... done. Shrimp are on the way. 59% now. How long will it take them
1: to get there? Will Stella
7: be able to hold out?
1: Definitely
9: not.
7: Shit, we're so close! Where'd you say all this was going down?
9: Escape pod, Bay 17. Which side?
7: Main entrance or service elevator? Main entrance,
9: beneath the control console.
7: I'll Alright, my is zood. Tell Stella if she can just yoink the red handle at the right-hand side of that console, she'll open up this, like, abandoned maintenance storage cubby. She can stay tiled in there while the shrimp do their thing.
3: Stops? Why the hell do you know about an abandoned- Oh, and,
7: uh, just tell her to ignore any, like, jars she might see lying around in there. Yeah?
3: Never mind. Crawl, where are we
9: at? Up to 73%, Mindy. But you're not there yet. Even with the vent biters in the escape pods enjoying their sea monkey amuse-bouche, any attempt by Stella to cross the open floor of the pod bay will attract their attention, and they will then decide that she appears to be the tastier morsel. They would, in fact, be disappointed by her flavor compared to the brine shrimp, but unfortunately we have no way of convincing them of that. (laughs) A truly interesting, if unconventional, idea seen, quants, but the gasworks are shut down and damsons are no longer in season. That would take you down to 37%.
12: Well, does she have to make it all the way across the pod bay?
9: She has to fix the wire, that's the whole
4: point.
12: But aren't there automated systems that can do that? Is there any way to bring those back
4: online? Oh, for the, yes! Yes, of course there are! She doesn't have to make it to the other side of the bay, she just has to make it halfway. There's a command terminal there where she can reboot the auto repair. Plus, once she's signed in, she can hit the master control to seal the escape pod doors and trap the vent biters in there.
9: Very good. Very, very good. That would bring you up to 88%. If only... If only what? If only the terminal could be operated by anyone other than an authorized maintenance worker with the appropriate access codes.
3: H.F., you've got the codes to that terminal, right? There must be some tiny wires in there. Tell me you have the codes.
4: There are, Mindy. And I do. But... It's not just the codes. I'd need to scan my W... Uh, I need to scan a valid maintenance ID. And any failed access attempt will send that thing into anti-tampering lockdown. The codes won't do her any good without an ID.
9: That is correct.
13: If I may, perhaps we should consider screwing ourselves on God's
1: grace I just take care of
9: If anyone's interested, resorting to prayer would take you back down to three percent.
1: for all, does does that terminal, besides maintenance accounts, does it does it by any chance have guest account access? Indeed it
9: does, John B. Can Stella log in as a guest? Indeed she can. However, this will still require a password. And I must reiterate that any irregularity in the login process, such as an incorrectly entered password, will shut the entire terminal down until such time as access can be restored by a maintenance supervisor, which time will, of course, be never, as they will all shortly be either devoured or vaporized if this situation is not resolved.
1: Tell tell her to try...
3: One, two, three, four, five. Oh, dear Jones. Prawl? Is that it? Is that a hundred percent? Will it work?
9: It's hard to say, Commander. Loath as I am to interfere with the time stream by providing foreknowledge of events that would appear to your scheme of perception as yet to occur... And, of course, the mathematics involved are well beyond anything yet controlled oh! by
3: You know damn well that there is only so much omnipotent superiority we simple, benighted, four-dimensional types can handle. Please, save it for another time when my life isn't hanging by a thread, okay? Just tell us. Tell me, your friend.
6: Will it work?
9: You tell him, sister. Oh, of course it will work.
2: Then will you do it?
9: I'm not some Star Trek oil and water Christmas light effect, Commander. I did it 35 minutes ago. The crisis is over.
2: Yeah! Wait,
11: what? What? How long? What do you mean 35 minutes ago? What kind of sick game were you playing with us if the problem was fixed already?
9: It was no game, Mr. Frinkle. I absolutely couldn't have done it then if you hadn't solved the problem now. Of course from my point of view, now and then, are almost completely meaningless, so.
3: Chip, let it go. We did our part. Frawl did their part. And it's over.
9: Right, Frawl? More or less, Mindy. Specialist Rays has successfully activated the terminal and implemented the auto repair on the damaged wiring. The escape pods have been jettisoned, and on top of that, all of the escape pods have exploded, destroying the considerable fraction of the vent population that was trapped therein.
11: Exploded? Did you do that, for all? Oh, yeah. Of course the blinky-blinky cloud monster can destroy an entire escape pod with their mind! That's not terrifying at all!
9: Sorry to disappoint you, Mr. Frinkle. Not to say I couldn't have accomplished such an effect. But the escape pods exploded all on their own once they left the gravitational field of the HEC.
4: I've been saying those things were a bunch of death
9: traps. Indeed, Mr. Fortis. Death trap is something of an understatement. You could even consider today's cavalcade of disasters to be oddly fortunate, as sooner or later the escape pods would have simply imploded in C2, very likely destroying the fairgrounds and everyone on it with absolutely no warning at all.
4: Man, those engineers really were a bunch of freaking nulls!
9: Yes. Yes, they were. In light of which, it should not surprise you to learn that despite the crisis having been resolved, the doors and conlinks have not yet been restored to full functionality. I'm afraid you'll remain trapped here for a short time.
3: Oh, sir! <sighs> How long is a short time
9: here, for all? Oh, very short, even by your standards. Just long enough, I'd say, for everyone to have one drink on the house while Dee and Stops play their last song of the evening.
11: Hey, misto! That's my house you're robbing there. This is a business, you know. Oh, amazing.
3: Even staring certain doom right in the face doesn't make a dent. Jacob Marley would have a hell of a time with you, Frankel. How about this? I'll buy everyone around out of the Recreation and Morale Discretionary Fund. We'll just get the next miniature golf champion a nice plaque or a pair of socks or something. All right? and make
9: mine a double. Please relax and enjoy, everyone. Those doors should unseal themselves and allow you to depart as soon as Dee and Stops have finished their last song, whatever that might possibly be. Toodles.
2: Okay,
6: come on,
4: hey, come on. Come all right, now Let's hear good. Me. well,
6: I guess if we have to do a song before we get out of here, I think I'd like to share one of my personal-
2: I wanna hear Beyond Uranus with we'll a solo. All
6: right. You know what? We human musicians done, and even some other folks, we get this all the time. Almost every damn show. Isn't that right, Stops?
7: Every gig I've ever worked, D.
6: And if it ever was funny, it sure as hell isn't now. But you drifters keep yelling it every time. Beyond your anus, beyond your anus, beyond your anus with a fleas burp solo. Every damn show. And half you jokers yelling don't even have anuses. You don't even know why it's supposed to be funny. (laughs) You just know it pisses off human musicians.
7: It pisses off all musicians.
6: You heard him. Thing is, who really wants to hear Beyond Uranus? All of it. No one. No one! You never stop yelling it, but you don't actually want to hear us play it. But you know what? Tonight, tonight, you're finally going to get what you've been asking for. Meters. Too late, friend. Too late. You're getting it. Oh.
2: All of
6: it. Right now. And if frog's right, and we know frog's right, those doors are staying closed until we're done. So, I'm not trapped in here with you. You're trapped in here with me. Hey, stocks. you know beyond Uranus? Oh,
7: you know I do.
6: You got your fleas board ready? Always. Then hit it.
1: Let's go home.
9: Althar will
5: indeed be returning home at this time, friend John. but Althar believes that you are having business here that is unfinished.
1: Ha, huh, right. Like I'm going to go back to work now?
5: Oh no, friend John. Althar does not speak of the work duties. Well,
1: whatever. This has probably been the worst day I've had since coming to the fairgrounds, which is a category with some pretty stiff competition, believe you me. And now, I am going home and I'm going to pass out for at least 14 hours. And anyone who wants me to do anything else today can take a running jump up a vent biter's butt.
12: Hi, John.
8: Oh. Hey, Stella. Wow. The unavoidable destruction of the Human Exchange Concourse, which we recorded this to warn you about, has apparently been avoided. Good for you. Well. These recordings were only supposed to play in the event of an unavoidable station-destroying event, so I'm guessing the files won't have an auto-drive-clearing subroutine exemption, which means you'll never be hearing me again, no matter how dire the circumstances. So from all of us on the HEC design committee, congratulations and good luck. (laughs)